everybody. Welcome to the show. You know where you are, the nine at nine with me, Tigo. And last month, if you were watching, we had Greg Coakley on. We were talking about the business of music. And of course, we ran out of time because we have Alan as our producer. And he mentioned, Greg, about catalogs and how people are making money with catalogs. So we invited him back this month to see what the heck was he talking about? Hey, Greg, what were you talking about? Well, if I remember correctly, because it's been like a long time, but <laughs> if I can remember correctly, what you had asked me a question about these artists making money. And um, I think my response to you was, oh, no, I remember that. We were talking about vinyl and the resurgence yeah. of vinyl. And I was telling you that if, if I agree it's a trend. And what people don't understand when it comes to purchasing music these days, or even for that matter, streaming music, when it comes to that, most of these legacy artists don't own their catalogs. Even the ones that did, Tina Turner be an example, if you uh, looked at it in the media in the last few months, Tina just sold her whole catalog. Lil Wayne sold his catalog for 100, I think it was $100 million. Wow. Um, these artists are now, people have, let me retract that. People have actually, they've started these companies that are somewhat like investment companies where they're buying people's catalogs and then when you buy that music when you stream that music um if someone uses it for uh-oh on their, okay. their music up till now he's dropping big uh money. they've sold out they've sold their music they've sold their music for, for a myriad of reasons um Nobody actually knows why Tina sold her catalog, but for a lot of reasons, they make a decision that it's worth selling as opposed to holding on. I'm pretty sure COVID had something to do with Tina selling her catalog. Uh, you know, now what makes you say that? What would COVID have to do with her selling her catalog? I'm just curious. Uh, she can't tour. She can't go anywhere to make money from her music. Oh. So, uh, bear in mind that Tina doesn't live in America. Tina lives in Switzerland. Right, right. So she's not going to do it anytime soon. So I don't know. I don't know Tina, but I make the bet that she decided she'd rather get her money now than to have uh, to leave it for her heirs. She can pretty much survive on whatever she's sold it for, or at least live a life. So a lot of a lot of artists are making that decision. Little Wayne sold his catalog pre before COVID. He made that decision, I'm sure, based on $100 million in the hand right now versus whatever he'll make over his lifetime. No, uh, I can understand that. As I talk to film people, you know, we're talking about a couple of films that we're looking at. And now what's trending is series because the more content, the more you're on your catalogs, the more valuable it is. So even on the film and television production side, everybody's talking about catalogs and and being able to have a good stock of content so you have something to offer. So if you're out there and you're in your second album, I, I personally don't think you're going to get $100 million if, you got, if you're on your second album. You're talking about people that have been in this industry for decades. Yes, yes. Okay. I mean, Tina's been in the industry for over half a century. Yeah. But how does somebody, I mean, Lil Wayne, he's been in it for what? 20 years, 15, 20 years? 
Something. Is it because he's such a, a he writes so much? Is that what it is? No, what I, makes I think with, I catalog think so with, valuable. I think with Little Wayne, they were looking at, as opposed to him, the people that purchased his music was looking at how hot is music now and how it is now and how it's how valuable it will be built it will be in the future. They're literally like the stock exchange betting betting on Little Wayne's music being around for the next half a century and they will make the money off of that as it goes on just think about his genre of music and the kids that listen to it you have songs that you grew up on that when you hear them you remember things that get you excited yeah. these yep. kids are going to do the same thing so say 20 years from now there's a movie or commercial and they play little wayne's music it's going to get their attention so they're betting on the fact that Lil Wayne's music is going to be more valuable in the future. And I think Lil Wayne just capitalized on that bet. So when you look, when you say they are investing in, in buying this and it's an act, it, I mean, you're talking like a stock exchange, like a investments brokerage. I mean, how does that work? It works more like an invest, like a brokerage company. You are, uh, I'm not going to name any of your name. I'm not going to name any, any of the companies, but there's about three big ones. Uh, okay. One company actually raised a billion dollars to purchase music. Wow. Wow. That's, that's amazing. Okay. I'm going to shift gears on you because you and I talked about this next subject. I don't know, probably a hundred times over the last 20 years where independent artists, indie artists are doing cover songs. And now there is a cover band television show coming on. Have you seen the trailers for that? No, I haven't. It's it's literally what you and I have been talking about for 20 years. <laughs> they, are, they are bringing bands in and they're deciding who's the best Earth, Wind & Fire cover band, who's the best Tina Turner cover band, who's the best, you know, um, a Chicago cover band. And I'm sitting there going, man, we talked about that for years. Why is it, I know it's because they don't own the rights, but neither does the artist. Why is it so hard for independent artists who do cover songs to break out of that and get their original music even heard? Because most artists are artists. They don't want to do covers. They feel it demeans them. They think their music is so great. Why am I going to play someone else's music? People need to hear my music and see how great I am. And unfortunately, a lot of these artists don't understand that you can get more people to pay attention to you if you introduce yourself by something that they already know. It's kind of like if you went to a networking event, you're at a big networking event and you're there alone. So you're running around, stumbling around, trying to get people to read your name tag and know who you are. But all of a sudden you walk into that same event with, let's say, Tina Turner. How many people are going to pay attention to you now that you're with Tina? Oh, everybody. Right. Everybody. Now you are the man or the woman because how are you connected to them? How right. did you get connected? So that brings up a question. If you're just getting started or if you've been struggling for years, how do you get into the right environment in front of the right people? We're talking 2021. It's a whole nother world now than it was in the past. So yeah. it's it's easier. I won't say it's easy, but it's much easier now. Just like you said about the movie and film industry, 
what artists, what new young artists need to do now is get as much content out there as possible. So many barriers have been taken down since my day of the music industry, where you had to get someone to get your music on radio and you had to get, you know, you got somebody to license your music and hopefully you can get a commercial or get it on a TV show. Nowadays, you have social media where you have you have four major social media networks that you can get your music up on for free. You own it, you can put it up there. Just get it out there, whether it's you performing it live, whether it's a music video, whether it's you strumming a guitar in your living room. Just get your music out there as much as possible because the more ears that can hear it, the more opportunity that you have and who knows what can come from that opportunity. I bear in mind that Justin Bieber was found on YouTube. Yeah, a lot of artists have been found a on YouTube. A lot of artists were found on YouTube. They put their music out there. Someone someone famous heard it, liked it, want, paid more attention to it. And before you knew it, Justin's career started. You know, we're about to get out of here on this episode. And I know you're retiring, quote unquote. You've been talking about it forever, retiring from the music industry. Our next interview, we're going to talk about that next adventure you're on. But I do want to ask you. If you could do it all over again, would you do it? Yeah, no question. That's all I want to ask I'd you, you guys. You do it differently. See, we got to bring them back. Now we got to bring them back to find out what would be different. This is that's why we have experts every day. Okay, so go to greatcoakley.com and check him out. Make sure you check out everything he's talking about. If you want to understand the business of music, you want to get around the people that know, you want to get connected to Greg Coakley. But I'm going to tell you right now. He's not going to mess around. Don't waste his time. But if you're serious, he's serious for you. All right. I can't believe it. I did it. Alan didn't cut me off. Well, I was excited. Hey, everybody. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope you'll check out the next time Greg Coakley's on the show. And as always, I'm Tigo. I'll talk to you next time. Thank you.